Welcome back in to another episode of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast. I'm Clay Sweet, and as always, Jeff Rossett producing and co-hosting tonight. Jeff, week two, huh, of season seven. That seems like a mouthful that we're on season seven, but week two when we have uh, two episodes mainly camping out. I shouldn't say mainly. We are camping out on uh, football this week, Saints football, and then the state of Mississippi and the quarterback play around uh, through the high school and community college ranks. Uh, we have two interviews tonight. Who's batting leadoff for us, Jeff? Yeah, batting leadoff. We're going to throw uh, the voice of the Saints, Mike Haas, in. Uh, just, you know, got the job, uh, you know, not too long ago, and he's going to talk about, uh, you know, a couple years back when, when it came available after the legendary – uh, voice of the Saints retired, uh, Jim Henderson, and he talks a little bit about that. But then he, he also opens your eyes a little bit, too, about Saints uh, camp and, and where they stand going into uh, the second preseason game. Yeah, you said open your eyes. I could almost see you from a distance as we're still recording a distance. We, uh, probably doing a little over-under math and no gambling head of you. Is that the case? <laughs> that, that would be the case. Oh, my God. I have been looking at numbers according to uh, uh, Vegas and now the newly named Superdome, Caesars <laughs> Superdome in, in New Orleans. Yeah, so I've been looking yeah. at some numbers. Yeah, there might be some over-and-under, maybe some money line uh, wagers going on this football uh, season. Mercy. And then – Batting in that two spot tonight is a Pearl River County native, man. We're proud to call him my own. Wyatt Davis, former quarterback at Pearl River Central High School and also East Mississippi. And Wyatt has taken what he has learned and his passion for the craft of quarterback, and he's begun uh, to coach others. And what a powerful thing that is, man. Uh, and Wyatt's had the pleasure of working with some of the cream of the crop in our state and in others. So, we kind of got the lay of the land from wide there on the quarterbacks across our state, both high school and community college level. If you're a fan of either one of those levels, I think you'll walk away from our interview pre-schooled on at least the quarterback position, huh, Jeff? Yeah, and, you know, and, and Wyatt gets – you know, he's all over. If you follow him on Twitter or, you know, you see that, and if you don't follow him on Twitter, I suggest you do. Uh, you know, Wyatt Davis is, is all over the state. And, and not just the state, Clay. We've seen him hop over in Louisiana. We didn't touch on Louisiana a lot uh, or any tonight in the interview. But he hops over there and works with them. And then he goes over to Alabama. I mean, he's stretching uh, as far as he wants to drive and people are wanting to work. That's what Wyatt does. If you're willing to work, he'll come and he'll work with you. And I just want to mention, too, uh, both of these interviews tonight, Clay, will be brought to you by the Paul's Pastry uh, hotline, uh, Mike Haas and Wyatt Davis. Thanks for Paul. Thanks uh, to Paul's Pastry for sponsoring the Paul's Pastry Hotline for the podcast. That's right, Jeff. That was going to be my trivia question to you tonight, man. Who was our new uh, phone line sponsor? But you already answered our trivia. I got it. <laughs> man, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. We appreciate you listening. Hey, folks! It's never too early or too late to get that spring cleaning done. Give our friends at Silver Run Cleaning Services a call. They provide Pearl River County and the surrounding areas with a professional cleaning service. Silver Run Cleaning offers tailor-made and customizable services for your commercial business, your post-construction cleanup, and your residents. Remember that Silver Run Cleaning Services. 
For reoccurring and one-time appointments, give Darby McCraney a call at 601-337-1721. That number once again is 601-337-1721. Let Silver Run Cleaning Services handle all your messy cleanups. We're glad now to be joined by the new voice of the New Orleans Saints, Mike Haas. Mike, thanks for taking time for Jeff and I. No problem. Look forward to it and uh, happy to do it. Mike, listen, if you would, I know a lot of our listeners are certainly familiar with you and, and your path to uh, the new gig there, the voice of the Saints. But for those that may not be, would you kind of walk us through what led you to this point? Oof. I'll give you the I'll be I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. <laughs> so I was a, a young man working in television, you know, and, and different places, Oklahoma, Virginia, Texas, and was fortunate enough to land a job here in uh, New Orleans uh, back in 1989, and and you know at WWL-TV and was working behind Jim Henderson, and uh, you know he was the voice of the Saints, and so I got to watch and learn. Uh, what he had done over all the years. And so never even thought, you know, I'd kind of given up on that dream of, you know, play-by-play at that juncture. And then when Jim retired, there was an opportunity with, you know, with that position. So I went through the process. And then when Zach, you know, kind of put his name in, and I was like, I told the radio station, you know, I'm, I'm friends with us. I said, you know, if I were you, I'd hire Zach. And he was the right guy at the time for the job and did a great job. And so, you know, you kind of feel like in that opportunity, you get one shot at the apple, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not a young, I'm not, I'm not a young, young person and I have my shot at the apple. And so you to think that you would get two would be uh, enormously rare, but I was lucky enough to get another opportunity and uh, honored to, 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 to be the next person uh, to follow Jim and Zach. Mike, you mentioned uh, following Jim. You've got one under your belt um, being a preseason game. Tell us about um, that experience and how that felt uh, in the moment. Maybe the nerves and the, the different. I mean, you can take some false reps, but that first live rep probably a little different. Yeah, the uh, it felt it felt like I was like I was doing play by play for hockey all of a sudden. That's how fast the game felt. To me, I was like, and I, I felt somewhat prepared. I mean, you can be prepared, meaning formations and players and what you know, but I was not prepared for the speed of it. Thankfully, I had Deuce sitting next to me, who's about the calmest person I've ever seen doing anything. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of, you know, that first quarter was, it was like I expected it would be. I expected it would be rough, and it was kind of rough, you know. I mean, it, it is what it is. And so we kind of settled into it. And so the, the thing that I noticed most about, besides the overall just speed of the game, is that you get so locked in. When I, if, you, if you would have debriefed me after the game and said, all right, well, let's talk about the game, I would have said, oh, well, I know there were some penalties and a lot of turnovers, but I couldn't, there's no overall breadth of what that game was like, right? It was very, because you just, Kind of, it was it was a blast. I had a great time, uh, but uh, it was it was challenging. It was challenging for sure. You mentioned Deuce there in your answer. You know, you when you look back and remember Jim Henderson and of course Hokey Gajon and the the chemistry, the rhythm those two guys 
had. How important is that going to be moving forward with you and Deuce? And how do you kind of um, build that between the two of you? Well, I think, you know, I think it has to happen, right? So first off, I watched, you know, what I would consider, you know, two of the best, you know, uh, you know, before Hokie was Archie Manning, right? So that's mm-hmm. when I was really around Jim and Jim and Archie and their relationship and, you know, friendship and, and then, you know, with Hokie and then really, and then Zach and Deuce were unique as well. So first off, if you can't work with Deuce, get out of whatever industry you are in. He's the nicest, most humble, you know, he's, he's just kind of, he, he brings the emotional level down. And so we, we didn't talk a ton ahead of time. You know, I, when, when I auditioned, I guess is the best word, in 2018, you know, I did a game with Deuce. So we, 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 we've done some of the stuff together. We, we, you know, we, we know each other, but we didn't, we, I think the best thing for us was to just not talk about it too much and just do it, right? Let it happen. Don't force it. And, and, and believe me, of all of my issues or my issues during the game, my time with Deuce was the easiest. I don't have any worries about that because he, he kind of, he just kind of goes with the flow. You know, he's not, he's not, you know, worried about what's going to happen with whatever I say, how much time's there. He does his analysis, he's good at it, and then it's time for the next play. So that, that part is fun, and I'm, I'm looking forward. We, we had dinner when we got there Friday. We flew back together, had the, uh, breakfast that morning and, and dinner that night before. So, you know, and I've seen a ton of practice this week, just kind of just talking to him. I just want to learn, right? So I'm always mm. – just trying to learn different things, but just a super good guy. And that aspect I'm looking forward to uh, as we move forward. You mentioned Deuce analysis and then also uh, practice. Mike, how do the Saints look, in, in your opinion, here in camp and through one preseason game? Well, the problem is, you know, they look great in practice. <laughs> you yeah. know, I don't think I've ever seen a team that doesn't look really good in practice because the, you don't hit the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks kind of have all day. They throw or they dump off, and they dump off to a guy who's, who's always pretty open. Um, and so, you know, I think it's about finding the, the missing kind of links to, to offense and defense. They, they're looking for playmakers on offense. There's just so many unanswered situations. We, don't, we went into the season – thinking, okay, we need, need somebody opposite Mike Thomas. Well, now he's gone. So you need somebody really, you know, Mark West Cowley just jumped up and he's automatic. Now, if you're looking for a number two receiver, a number two DB, I'm certain, I'm, you know, any questions at linebacker, if you got Demario Davis and a healthy Quan Alexander, you're fine. The Saints play a lot of five DB. Um, you know, offensively, you know, if you don't find some weapons, it's going to be double T and Alvin Kamara and go, all right, beat us. Right. And so that's my impression is that they're, they're looking for playmakers, people that can, can step up like a Tony Jones did the other night to take some pressure off of Alvin Kamara. Because if you don't have Mike Thomas, you got to find some weapons. You got to find some weapons quick. When you look at the quarterback debate, the situation there, the decision that Sean Payton's going to have to make before. Uh, that first real real game, if you will, is it any clearer now than when uh, camp opened up? Oh no, and it won't be. I mean, the, the, he splits time pretty equally in camp. So Taysom started, you know, Baltimore. I expect Jameis will start this week. They're both 
played, I think James Nash had five series and, and uh, Taysom had three, but that was mostly because of turnovers. And so I, I don't, I don't think we're going to know now that he may know and the team may know, but we're not going to know until the Thursday or Friday before green Bay. And if you, if people have asked me all along, my, I, I do believe it's a true quarterback battle, but I feel like if you ask me what do I think is going to happen, I think that Jameis is going to be, unless he loses the job, is going to be the starter simply because it gives you the one thing you need right now, which is more offensive weapons, and that's Taysom Hill. Secondarily, the difference is now is that Taysom was never a quarterback last year. He went through training camp. He didn't give you reps. Now he's had more reps in two weeks of camp than he's had in the last four years at quarterback. So now, whereas he would come in for a play, right, in the Drew Brees there, one play, and it was 80-20 run. Now, at the end of this camp, no matter what, you're going to have a much better Taysom Hill quarterback. And so he can come in and do a lot of different things now that he couldn't do last year. Because he wasn't ready from a quarterback standpoint. Now he's going to be. You could you could do some things. I hate to, you know, when I say two quarterback system, it makes people their eyes roll back in their head. I don't mean split in time. I mean he could come in for more than a play, and when he comes in, he doesn't. You know, it's not an eighty twenty run. He's a much better quarterback now. So that's that's the interesting part to me. Who's going to win this battle? Who knows? Every day looks. I mean, we 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 go. Well, you know, we pick apart every pass. Like, right. who's to say, right? I mean, that's 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 going to be. I don't think it's going to be a gut decision by Sean. He's going to have a ton of reps, and they get graded every day, and they're told their grades every day, so they know where things stand. So, I, I don't know. We'll we'll find out probably the Friday before Green Bay. And just, I've got a ten-year-old here, a ten-year-old son, and he's so full with the uh, last ten years of Saints football. But expectations moving forward post Drew Brees. I mean, what what are we to expect, uh, Mike, over the next, not this year, but maybe over the next couple years as you've had just such a great run of quarterback play and overall performance, but you would think you have to come down from that a little bit post Drew Brees. Yeah, you know, it's how can you, you know, they, you're right, we've become so, and this is unbelievable, the sentence I'm about to say, that we've become so spoiled with winning, right? Mm. We, don't, we, don't, we don't even, it doesn't even, 13 and 3 doesn't even, we're like, oh yeah, that's good, 13 and 3, well done. <laughs> we, don't even, we don't even get excited anymore, right? It's all about the postseason. And so they've been so dominant the last four years, they've been winning at 82, 85% of their game. So, you know, 17 game schedule automatically. What I like about this situation is that, yeah, that, is that nobody expects them to do well. In the last four years, they have been a win-it-now mentality. Everybody's expecting them to win it all. And so that's a tough kind of, you know, reputation to live with. Now, they're, they're like, you know, they're, they're the third team talked about in the NFC South. You know, most people like Tampa, certainly, with what they did, and, and, and the Falcons with what they got, and they only had maybe the Saints. So I, I, I think Sean, this is my opinion. I've not talked to him about this, but I think – that the organization kind of embraces that flying under the radar. You think we're, you know, we're not going to do anything, you know, as opposed to the last four years where we expect you to win it all. That's tough. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. It, you're not going to keep winning at 
you know, 13, four, you know, those kind of clips. But so it's going to be a different style team, but you know, it's hard to keep that kind of level of play up in this league. It's just hard to do. We talk about that quarterback competition. Um, Ian Book, how's he look in camp? That that third string guy, the rookie, maybe okay, used to be the backup quarterback, was the most popular guy. Book may be that guy this year in that three spot. But how does he look in, in camp? He's looked really strong. I mean, he's not, he's a, he's a, he's a mature kid, certainly Notre Dame, you know, the winningest quarterback, you know, in Notre Dame history. He's, he's just got a sense about him. To me, he was a steal just from what we've seen already, you know, from a fourth rounder, you know, he's going to get, and he's going to have the opportunity kind of really that, that Jameis did last year, which was to sit back, learn Sean's system and not be asked. To, to do a lot. I think that year off did amazing things for, for James Winston. Nobody, you know, in the post Tampa years. And I think for Ian, I mean, he's got a lot of just natural skills, uh, great arm motion, you know, good solid, you know, can do a lot, can move around in the pocket. And so, you know, he's been impressive, you know, and he doesn't get a ton of reps because you're not, it's not, if it were a typical number, you know, one, two situation, the number, the number one would get the most, then two, then three. Well, we're splitting one and two, so automatically Trevor Simeon and Ian Book just get far less. But yeah, I think he's, you know, he's a great prospect to have in a Sean Payton system, sitting back there just learning. Mike, last question, and then, like I said, we, we cherish your visit with us here. We won't keep you longer. But the Mike Thomas issue, is this something that's going to, um, stay with the Saints, or have they both kind of had their say, and then we can move on? Well, you know, if you'd asked me two weeks ago, I would have said, uh, you know, things don't look good, you know, like maybe uh, uh, irreconcilable differences. You know, mm-hmm. it just didn't feel good. And I was like, you know, it was kind of like the Aaron Rodgers situation. Like, somebody do something. Mm-hmm. Somebody, you know, sit down. You know, let's, let, this is not, you know, this is fixable. And so they did. They sat down with him, and, you know, he was at the Baltimore game, looked good, walking, had a boot on, but walking around, talking to players. With, you know, him being at the Baltimore game on the sideline to me, however it came about, was the smartest, brightest thing that mm-hmm. they've done. It, just, it put him kind of back in the fold, and he felt more like he was smiling, and, you know, it felt like, you know, just a guy going through my, my rehab. So I feel... I feel like way different and better about it now than I did two weeks ago. And I was like, what is going on? This is wacky. Right. And I'm like, so, you know, I feel now it's about the rehab and getting him back on the field, you know, as soon as they can, but he's, he's reserved PUP. So it's going to be a while, but you know, they gotta, they gotta find a way to, to, uh, you know, keep, keep the, keep the ship afloat so we can get some people back, uh, you know, on your model and Mike Thomas and, we don't still know about Marshawn Lattimore and uh, Deontay Harris. If there's any, you know, rulings are going to come down to them. So they, they have some questions to be answered, but I feel much better about Mike Thomas uh, now than I did a while back. Mike, thank you for your time again and continued success and congratulations again on the new gig. And thank you again. That's right.
No, thank you guys, and best of luck to you. And uh, you know, we'll talk again as as, as season progresses, and, and do as you like. Thank you, Mike. All right, gentlemen. See y'all later. Hello, Hornet fans. Devin Smith here. I am so excited to be a proud supporter of Hornet football for the 2021 season. I am also honored to serve you in any or all of your real estate needs, Popperville, Carrier, Picayune, Hattiesburg, or anywhere along the Mississippi Gulf Coast. You can contact me for any of those needs at REMAX Premier Group in Picayune, Mississippi. My cell phone is 601-347-2641 or at my office, 601-798-3399. Go Hornets! We're excited now to be joined by the quarterback guru, not only a Pearl River County, but we're going to say the whole 601. How's that sound to you, Wyatt? That <laughs> sounds pretty good, Mr. Clay. I appreciate you having me on. Man, Jeff and I are glad to visit with you, man. It's cool to us, like, to have covered you in high school. Jeff and I got to see your senior season and then just kind of sit back and watch what you've turned um, your quarterback coaching into. So congratulations, man. First off, it's, it's really neat to see the work that you put in and then the guys that you've been able to work with. Yes, sir. It's, it's been a blessing, man. Um, we do a lot of traveling. You know, you get to go into different programs and see different kids, see different programs, how they do things differently. So it's definitely been something special to do. Yeah, I've seen on the old Twitter account everywhere from Hoosier High School to some high schools out of Baton Rouge. I see I promise that you're headed out to Oregon. Um, so, like, you're getting in your – you're traveling and, and making a lot of good connections. But what comes across to me, Rod, it doesn't seem like that's really what you're about. It seems like you're about uh, actually helping these high school athletes and junior college athletes. Is that right? Yes, sir. Um, there's a lot of talent, man, a lot of talent. Um when you get on the road and you actually get to see some of these kids up in place, man, there's a lot of talent that's going unnoticed. It's just not Mississippi, man. They got kids in Louisiana and Alabama that's going, that's got, got some stuff to them that can play that need to be brought into the light. I was looking wide at uh, 24-7, the recruiting thing, and you've got to go a little ways. The next two classes, really, before you find a quarterback, in our state, and I think that's kind of what you've been trying to drum up or hammer home over the last two years. Really, there's no reason that the state of Mississippi shouldn't have quarterbacks listed higher in those rankings. Is is that right? That's for sure, man. They, there's all uh, kind of shocking you didn't have a Danny Dozen as a quarterback this year when they did their selection. Uh, there's guys there that can play. Um, you got a couple seniors that can around that shoot that were worthy to be on that list as well that didn't make it. Um, those guys play. Tell us about the game you went to last week. I think you've got a relationship with both of the quarterbacks, but let's start with what DJ Smith was able to do for Greenville Christian against a legit defense, man. Got through for five touchdowns and ran for two more. Tell us about this young man. DJ Smith has been a name that has, he's been been the guy since his freshman year, man. He's one of those guys that that can throw, but he's going to hurt you on the ground as well. You know, when they talk about dual threat, he's the definition of one, man. And that kid, that kid right there is unbelievable. 
Um, he's actually the one that should have made the cut far as when they selected their Danny Dozen list, and they, he was the one that didn't make it that should have made it. Um, you know, far, far as his game Friday, man, it was unbelievable. Um, he had, I believe, 305 yards through the air throwing, and he had another almost 200 on the ground. You know, that's impressive what he did. Um, you know, he's just a tough kid, man. Um, I've seen him make throws, uh, make some unbelievable throws on top of when he had the time. At times when they had called number run the ball, man, you know, he was making you know, some good runs against a tough defense as far as what MRA has. Yeah, I mean, I think anybody that didn't know it, that's eye-opening to throw up what they did against MRA. And then the guy on the other side, a younger quarterback, but you feel like he's going to be a good one in John White, is that correct? Yes. John White's another kid. John White's been a lot of offseason with me. He's uh, one of those guys, man, that just has it, you know. And he played he played decent against Greenville Christian. And, uh, you know, he had he showed flashes of what was to come with him. You know, I, I thought he played pretty good when they played Greenville Christian. And, uh, you know, as far as a sophomore, Playing against that caliber of a defense, man, you got to give the kid credit. I mean, where it's due. Um, he had great throws. I thought, you know, his ceiling's going to be high. You know, like we talked after the game, I said, learn from this and learn to build off of it, man. I said, you know, he's, he's one of those kids that does everything right. You know, he's going to give you everything he's got. And he's going he's gonna to be the type of kid that's going to do what he can and get it right. You know, I, I expect big things out of him for what's to come. You know, there again, he's only a sophomore, man, and um, hmm. you know you can't. You know, there's, there's a high ceiling for that kid. He's a good kid too. That program wide, in particular at MRA, and the way that they're coached to start as a sophomore kind of speaks volumes, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And coach, talk about the coaching staff over there, for or Coach Hover Davis, man. That that guy right there is special. You know, and the one thing I hmm. saw that stood out to me the most about those guys over at MRA, you know, watching the game and how it ended. That coach staff coached hard from the first whistle to the last whistle. You never saw them let up. You know, I thought that spoke volumes about how they operate their programs and what, what it means to those guys as well. Um, you know, it's first-class first coaching staff and a first-class program. That's what you're going to get. Let's come down to the coast, get a little closer to home. Uh, the Irving kid down at Gaucher. Wide, I've, I've seen uh, Jeff with WXXB does such a great job with these 25 teams in 25 days. They were highlighted either today or yesterday. But gracious, man, you talk about a high ceiling. Tell us about about this kid. Kate Irving is one of those guys. I guess why I like him so much is because he has a gunslinger mentality, man. You know, he's Obviously, it ain't going to be perfect every play, but he's going to sit in the throw and make you say, wow. You know, I, I love his arm ability. You know, I speak on arm ability. You know, I've, I've been around the state to know how everybody tears up. You know, we had – I worked with him a few times. And put it this way, when I say that kid's probably the most gifted arm talent in the state, uh, I mean, that, that's all I see, man. Mm-hmm. I've seen him. And we talked almost 70, 70 plus yards that kid can air it out. You know, he's on – He's a just different arm talent, I can tell you that. Um, you know, I just love his play style, man. You 
I mean, I, you know, I mean, we talk about play style. You know, all these coaches want, oh, I want a quarterback knows how to read the defense. I want him to do everything perfect. This kid's a playmaker. You know, I look at it kind of like a Brett Favre style of play. He goes out there and guns playing good. He makes throws that make say, wow. You know, so, Caden Irvin's special, man. He, he might be committed in baseball, but <laughs> he's just as good as football as he is baseball. I say that. He's a, he's a good kid to be around. You know, he, he's the type of quarterback that makes everybody else around him better. Well, and from reading, studying a little bit, it sounds like he's got a, a good tackle on one side uh, to protect potentially his blind side. And I was going to make a, a note to Jeff. You know, we made it about nine minutes in before the first gunslinger and then about 11 and a half before we dropped the first sprint car. That's why it is. You just know why it's kind of on his uh, background and the number he wore in high school. I figured we'd get a little bread. We've already gotten uh, two references there. So, uh you can put your quota there, Lion. Uh, we're not done with you yet. So tell us just uh, looking around. Let's go a little bit closer to home. Uh, Pearl River County, and I'll let you have uh, Hancock County as well. Anybody that jumps out, and then I'll give you the chance too, Lion. I mean, I now realize you have to travel. We're going to run the football in Pearl River County, man. For a quarterback coach, you kind of you stuck in between a rock and a hard place because these three <laughs> high schools here. Jamming down people's throat. And there's a debate on, hey, you got, like, these are winning football programs and some traditions on uh, making it. Yeah, there you go. I was going to let you say that wide. I know, like, some of the forms I look at and some of the stuff I read, like, I see some of that style get beat up that the the kids maybe aren't getting a chance to display their talents. But then how can you argue against, Particularly, and look, I'm going to be honest, I love Jacob Owen and the Pearl River Central program, but particularly the Picune and the Popperville with the success they've had over the last, and Popperville's case, 10 years, and Picune, Lord, I guess 20-plus years. So from a quarterback coach perspective, how do you see that? I feel like that that's on the kids. If, they, if, a, kid, if a program wants to throw football, throw the football more around, I mean, those kids have to earn that right to throw it. It's kind of like a trust thing. You know, you, them kids have to get together, not just during practice when it's mandatory to sit there and throw routes on air, do seven on seven. You know, those kids behind, behind, um, away from the program, man, they have to get in on their own time. It's kind of like they have to earn that trust to throw the football. You know, and I, I believe that's the way you throw the football more is just working it on your own. Obviously, you know, if you have something that does, Works right for us, you know, with PQ and Pogsville and PRC has done in the past. I mean, if it's broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah. But to earn that, to get the ball thrown more, those kids have to, the coaches have to earn those kids respect by throwing the ball more because they have to work at it more on their own. And that's the only way they're going to earn that trust from the coaching staff. The little kid at Popperville, you know, started as a sophomore last year. He split time in some different ball games, but he was the primary guy. Junior year, he's got good size, too. Right? He's a good athlete back there for Popperville. You agree with that? Yeah, for sure I would. I mean, he's, he's a leader as well. Um, you know, I, I had the opportunity to actually see and work with him a few times early in the offseason, I believe. It was yeah, it was early January, February. I worked with them a little bit. You know, there's, I mean, for what they do, I think it fits good. 
Alright, now we're going to get away from home a little bit. I've seen Ty Davis from Itawamba High School just following and looking at some of your clips on um, Twitter. Tell us about this year, Wyatt. So, Ty Davis is actually one of the 23 class. Um, uh, his recruitment after this season, if he does what he's supposed to, his recruitment will pick up. You know, I, know, I know there's a lot of schools, one in SEC school, that's been recruited now. Our guy down that tore it up at pass one year, and then 
parlay that into the Ocean Spree. That's Coach Pennock down there that can – he's got a good offensive mind, man. Yeah, see, that's a good dude, Nate. That's another another coach of staff I really respect a lot. They're first class all the way around. Um, then you get to Gulfport. You got Jacob Palazzo who's looking to take over. and He's, he's another kid that not too many people know about that I had the chance to work with. He's got a little juice to him. Um, he spins around. Throws a hot ball. Um, but there's, there's talent coming up, man. There's a lot of guys, you know, that obviously don't get into get all the hype and stuff behind them that can play. You know, and that's kind of what we want to do as far as training. You want to go to those guys and help bring them into the life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, I mean, Jeff and I get a kick out of a lot of stuff. But if it's anything that, it's that, man. If we maybe can get a bump from somewhere, like, hey, we heard about so-and-so on the show, uh, that's a that's a cool a cool thing, and I know you see it that way, too. I know Juco has a lot. Let's go there. Some guys that you've worked with and some guys you think is going to have some success uh, in the community college ranks. Well, we'll start off at home if y'all, we can do that. We'll actually go sure. first. You're going to have uh, Bryce Wallace and Dustin Allison there. Um I believe you'll see both of them play this year. Both of them are very talented quarterbacks. Uh, have nothing but respect for both of them. They, they are uh, two of them that have spent the offseason basically with me. And, um, you know, those guys right there are bought in 100% for what Coach Smith, Coach Wallace, and the rest of the coach staff are doing at Pearl River. Um, you know, those guys are two, two very talented guys. Bryce played at Coahoma last season and put up pretty pretty good numbers. Then you had Dustin last year who actually he spent a whole redshirt year learning and working while um, Austin Davidson and Jacob Pierre were at Pearl River. So he paid his dues and he'll get his chance to make plays this year. But both of those guys are really two talented guys on the team. Um, both of them smart. Very, they got a pretty, really good arm of what they do. Um, but like I said, you'll see both in the Pearl River, I believe, this year. I'm anxious to see what that offense is going to look like with the new offensive coordinator and, and Coach Wallace. See how they're going to, uh, I believe, going to look a little bit differently offensively this year. Oh, coach Wallace, man, that that's a smart coach right there. He's, you know, he's one of the guys that's been there and done it. Um, but, you know, if I'm a quarterback and I'm coming out of high school and I'm having to go junior college, I want to play for offense, a quarterback-minded coach. And he's one of the guys I you know, want to play with. You know, he's, you know, I was one of the guys actually under him when I was at East Mississippi. He's my quarterback coach. So, uh, you know, what he does and what he brings to the table and how he simplifies the game as far as a, from a quarterback standpoint is unbelievable. You know, and I, I believe that's a huge win for Pearl River have him brought in. That's awesome, man. That's good stuff. I had forgotten that connection between uh, you and him and Buddy, so that's good stuff there. <laughs> but um, as far as junior college guys, there's a lot of junior guys should have been very talented um, or work away. Gulf Coast, of course, you got Philip Short returning. Um, Austin Davidson will be there as well. Hines, you got Deuce Lee out of Moss Point who signed that. I'm sure you'll be seeing his face. There, um, 
East Mississippi, East Mississippi's quarterback room is really good this year. They have Aaron Stewart from Oak Grove and Demar Jones from West Arkansas. You'll see both of them play for sure. Um, Northwest at Northwest, you have Michael Hughes returning back, and then you got Jackson Allen from Pedal that signed there. He'll be there as well. So the JUCOs, I mean, you look at it from the Pine Belt, really south. Like that's a lot of a lot of guys that potentially going to be starting in that very tough league that's within sixty miles, really, of Pearl River County, prepping at least at their high school days. Yeah, there's a lot of guys, a lot, a lot of local talent, man, playing at that level. Um, you know, yeah. said uh, Dana Stewart from up there. He's a talented one. I believe they lost by Oxford in the state championship his senior year. But you kind of found that kid right there. He's phenomenal. Yes. I agree, and I believe Russell's a good, good mind in the state as far as an offensive mind. Russell Mitchell, I, I truly believe that. I mean, he's got just – he sees the game in a way where he doesn't let it – like, if he's a throwing guy, he doesn't let his pride get in the way he's going to run it if they're giving him the run. Like, he – He's going to do what it takes for his team. And some offensive corners can get hung up. I've never seen really Russell take on that mentality. And they have, and, and that's one guy, you know, we didn't talk about. Um, you know, Russell actually has a quarterback this year. It's going to be a senior. His name's Kay Barnett. He's returning from that team last year they had. He's phenomenal, man. I mean, he's big built kid. He's about 6'4", 210, 215. And I had, I worked with him once during the offseason. He's another one that's very athletic. Um, you know, he's just one of those guys that can count on, man, and that's another one that's gonna, that kind of missed that Danny Dozen slot this year that should have been on there. Yeah, because he's got he's, some skins on the wall, too. Like you talked about last year, he, was, he had a, a year's worth of tape and numbers out there. He had a great year last year. But he, uh, no, that's, that's, I believe they got him ranked. He's an ESPN top 300, and uh, I believe he was one of the only quarterbacks that didn't have a, a Division One offer. Um, but he'll 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 prove a lot of people wrong this year. Um, he's got this is upside really big. Right, let's do this again in about four or five weeks, man. Let's make you a, a semi-regular and check in and see how these guys that we talked about tonight are kind of progressing and who's jumped out at you over a month, if you're good with that. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, Clay and Steph. No, man, we appreciate you, Rod. Be safe, brother, and thanks again. Yes, sir. Thank y'all.